Welcome to Realoran International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realoran. I'm so glad that you're here to take a look at this great subject called faith. And we're in a lesson called the faith map. And uh, we're, we're noticing here in the middle of faith is the word time. God alone has the time that something is going to be given to you, that something will be removed, that the door will open, and whatever you're waiting for, okay? And we want to we want to stick to this time, and we go straight up to His heart, which God is love and God is truth, and God is totally honest, and He has given us great, great promises in the Bible. And he will give you the individual blueprint for your life. You know, each one of us has different fingerprints. Can you imagine 8 billion people now on the planet? And we all have different uh, fingerprints and DNA. It's like, who could do that? And then think about all the people that we see in history that are some, somewhere, either heaven or hell. And then all the ones that are forthcoming. All the ones unborn that, that haven't got here yet. And he's made all this stuff. It's amazing. And so we need to, we need to surrender the timing of our lives to the creator that created us. We're an amazing creation. We have, you know, I was unpackaging the, the human body the other day, the different organs and the different systems and the different musculars, uh, the different bones, uh, the brain, just all these functions, the eyes. The, the hearing, the mouth, the sense of taste, the, the sense of smell, touch, reaching, and, and, you know, just the operations of the physical body are magnificent. Magnificent. The only one that could do that was the Creator, you know. So it's like when you look at the earth, look at the big ball, and zoom in, and you are on the ball from the Creator from the Creator. So let's have faith in Him. So endurance, while we're having faith, you know, everybody's getting everything except for us, right? We're not getting this, we're not getting that, and, and it looks like everybody's getting what they want. But we have to stick in here with God and, and give Him <clears throat> the um, respect and benefit of the doubt, for goodness sake. He loves us, and He's not going to rip you off. You're going to be blessed too. So endurance uh, is is a long run. You know, I think of endurance as peanut butter. You know, you get out peanut butter and you flick it on your bread and then you stretch it out to to, to go to the sides of the bread. <clears throat> and that is in that's stretching, that's stretching, that's endurance. It's stretching things out, stretching things out. You know, just even if you go to the gym, you know, you say, well, I'm gonna. <clears throat> I'm going to only do like uh, 30 minutes on this treadmill and you end up there an hour because God said, no, you need to do a little bit longer. So God was making you endure, wasn't he? So endurance is the Greek word makrothmio, and it means to be of a long spirit, not to lose heart, to persevere patiently and bravely in enduring misfortunes and troubles, and to be patient in bearing the offenses and injuries of others. Have you ever waited in line and got up to the register to a very rude person? I have. Have you ever lived somewhere with a really rude neighbor? I have. 
I mean, it goes on and on and on. And you just have to forgive them, right? And say, God bless them because they truly need blessed. And when you bless somebody, I, Lord, please bless them. And God will bless them by turning them from their wicked ways and making them his and, and uh, transforming them into his image. That's blessing, right? So they need blessed, don't they? They need to be turned away from their wicked ways. They need to be a son or daughter of God and be transformed into his image. So I bless you. That's all you got to do. And we're patient and we're patient with each other, you know, um, because all of us are different. I've been in situations, you know, everybody's got a different personality, a different drive, a different gifting, a different calling, a different, you know, and we all come together and it's almost like making a gourmet meal, you know, a meal wouldn't be a gourmet feast or a feast. It wouldn't be a feast if it was just one uh, mashed potato sitting there. But a feast is, is a long table, like the wedding feast. And it's got all these different meals, you know, it's got different breads, it's got different cheeses, it's got olives, and it's got different, uh, maybe hummus, and it's got steak and fish, and it's got all these, all these platters of different food. That's what makes it a feast. And every member of the body of Christ is a special, a special dish on the Father's table. And together, it is a feast. And so when you come together, you know, enjoy each other's giftings and differences because that's what makes it a feast. It's like almost like an orchestra. You know, if, if you only had a cello player out there, that's, and we would, you know, we would enjoy that sound because God made that person and he made that instrument and he made the sound that comes out of that and the joy received from that. We can see that. But if you had an orchestra and you had these different pieces and they're all playing together beautifully, they're all made by God and together they form this beautiful orchestra, you know. And so uh, we have to be patient even with each other in, in, in surroundings and to respect each other and to give, uh, to, to yield to one another. You know, just as you're coming upon a, a yellow light and you slow down to yield. You slow down and respect each other in your groups, your Bible study groups. Because you're all different. You're all beautiful. You're all made. You're all magnificent. You're all creatures of destiny. You're, you're, you're princesses in your father's palace to be. You know, as you, as you're journeying through earth. And, or kings, you know, if you're, if you're a guy, you're a prince. Uh, so, just enjoy each other, enjoy the differences, and love the ones you're with. Amen. We know that Job, what a story. Uh, I love the book of Job because I love the end of Job. <laughs> I don't like the book of Job for Job's sake. But I see the heart of God in, in allowing uh, the enemy to come to, to, basically, he was allowed to come to cleanse Job's life of people that had no respect for God or Job, when you really take a look at it, and to reset his life so that he wasn't a codependent upon his children, kept sinning, and he was so profusely codependent, and he kept asking, you know, for God to forgive them, and he worried night and day about their sin, and God allowed this to happen, so cleansing, cleansing came forth in Job's life, and at the, at the end of Job's cleansing, came restoration. Love Job's story. Uh, 
And we can see that he, he endured. He had to go through and he had to remain. See, that's endurance. When you endure, you go through and you remain. It's not when something hits and you run off. A lot of things hit people's life and they run back to the world. They run back to the devil. They run back to destruction. You don't want to run in that direction. If your house was on fire, would you, would you run where the fire was the hottest and the, where you would be destroyed quickly? Or do you run out of the exit to freedom? You, you, you know, you just don't want to run and take off the wrong way. But uh, we can see where he endured. He, he remained with God. And uh, through great, great affliction and pain as God was cleansing his life, it reminds me actually of mine. You know, this great startling situation happened, but in the interim, when I look back at it now, almost 14 years, I see the cleansing, as Job probably did too. But uh, God blessed him afterwards. Um, he was blessed amazingly by God. James 5.11 reads, Behold, we count them happy which endure. They stay, they remain with God. Uh, you have heard of the patience of Job. He waited in the presence of God and have seen the end of the Lord. God's watch. God's time is the end of the situation. And you have seen the end of the Lord, the end of the, 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 the trial, the end of the hell show, so to speak. That the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy, but God in his love saw Job's life, and he was a man that loved God. But he saw all the sin going on of, of others, and Job was always trying to remove and help and remove and help, and God's like, it's coming down. And he cleansed. Job of those individuals and he reset Job's life in excellence and structure so we can see whatever's happened to you look up at God and see that big heart and say and his integrity is 100% and say I know you love me and I know you know what you're doing and let's just continue life together God this is God's promise to all of us in 1 Peter 5.10. But the God of all grace, help, help, help. You know, I love that word for grace. It's his help. It's his person. It's his everything. Who has called us into his eternal glory. I got to see heaven. Just pieces of it. I'd still be there. By Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, will make you perfect establish, strengthen, and settle you. So we are to be people walking with God through it all, doing life with God, enjoying God, enjoying life. We are to be people loyal and faithful to God through all the valleys and mountains of life. We are to be people that know God loves us. Say that with me. God loves me. God loves me. And he is maturing me. And in maturation comes... Some, some discipline, comes some structure, comes some heavier weights. But in the end, you will look back at God after maybe you've given him some black eyes, so to speak, in the ring, and you'll say, thank you. God brings us into freedom by our trials and waiting. We think we can't live without something. We think we got to have something that the world has. But we're kingdom people now. And God will take you out on his boat. You will find yourself in the middle of the sea, 
on a boat with God and everything's been cut off, you know, cut this off, you know, cut that off, all the, all the ways of the world and the things that they, they think they need or they'll die without. And he will show you himself and you will see him come through for you. I have been taken out on a boat in the middle of the ocean where nothing I could see except for God and his word. And he has always provided. So he takes us way out to set us free. And we become patient during this process. We become humble and understanding and gentle. Sometimes we scream. And he says, it's okay. Now let's just get back up, wipe you off. Now that you've screamed and vented, you know, <laughs> later you'll thank me. And the two words that I always hear coming out of the Son of God is to me, he says, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. Because see, he knows the end he has for me. He knows the end he has for you. And he would say to you today, you'll see. See, he's perfect. He's 100% love. He's not wanting to hurt you. There's nothing about him he wants to hurt. He doesn't want to harm you. He wants to love you, pick you up, and be, give you a beautiful life. So when God fulfills his word in our lives in a certain area of promise, freedom, security, and growth will be the result. You know, when I knew he was taking me out in the middle of the ocean, he, he showed me a vision. <clears throat> and in the vision, I was in a helicopter. And I was taken out into the middle. It was an army green, you know, helicopter. Army green represents what? War. And in the middle of an army green helicopter, and I was let down. And I was sitting on a boat. And in the boat was God, his Bible, in the middle of the ocean. He removes chains. He removes thinking. He removes patterns. He removes anxieties and, and inadequacies and insecurities. And he removes garbage out of us when he takes us away. He said, come away with me. He'll take you away to set you free. There's no one greater than our God. But is this process fun? Did I have fun at the few, first few months out in the middle of the boat, so to speak? I remember telling this Bible study group, I'm, I've been taking out in the middle of a boat, and uh, they just looked at me, you know. I said, but he's growing my faith more. He's cutting more things off, cutting more things off, cutting more things off, things that you depend on that you think you need. And he's like, you depend on me, and you want for nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. He's the one that guides me. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. What does that mean? It means you don't have a need for anything. You actually come to that point, but you get there supernaturally. It's amazing. Take the journey. But was it fun for the first little bit? It's like, no, because you, you, you'd send familiar territory when he takes you out there, you know? It's unfamiliar. No, it wasn't fun at first. 
You must look at the faith map. Look at the faith map. Look at the love. Look what he's trying to do. He's trying to set you free. He's all about freedom and increase and inheritance. Freedom, increase, your increase, and inheritance. That's what God's all about. Look at his love. Look at the time. So keep the faith map when he, when he takes you on your faith journeys and you're climbing to new heights. Sometimes when you climb to new heights, you will feel like you're going lower. But sometimes to get higher, you go lower. It's like, well, I don't want to get high. And it's like, it's not about being better than others or higher than others. It's about being freer in life. So you must look at the faith map and realize you will go around the circle many times. We can see the, we can see the circle, the laps, you know. <laughs> it's like, where are we and where do we need to go? We need to stop blaming others and go back to love. We need to, we need to stop having anger, jealousy, and self-pity is a good one. Poor me. Why didn't I get something and she did? You know, just feeling sorry for herself. Getting that same old record out and playing it over and over with God. We need to take it, crack it, and throw it in the trash and run back to God and say, I love you, God. Let's just enjoy life and you be God and I'll just be your daughter. I'll just be your son. Just guide me. Amen. So we're going to run around that circle many times while waiting for God to fulfill his word. You know, it's amazing. There's something that I've been waiting for for a long time that I even forget. I forgot I was wanting it. See, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And the other night I had a dream. In the dream, an angel came to me and told me what was going, what was right around the corner for me. And I was like shocked. And he, he just took off. And I woke up. It was 5.45 in the morning, which is unheard of in my world. And God said, write it down. I could just feel the Lord there. And I said, well, I don't know if I, this is what I want anymore. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I forgot all about that I wanted that. But it's part of the plan for my life. And it's like something that I'm sure I'll love. But I was, I was pretty amazed that I had forgot all about that. As I'm going about doing the Father's business, God didn't forget that that's something I wanted. But years have passed, you know? And, and I got to the point where I did, didn't even feel like I really knew if I wanted that anymore or desired that for my life. Because as we embrace Christ in our journey with Christ, we see things differently, we, and we want different things. And that all comes with growth. Do you see? So what you think you can't live without now, in two years, you may not even remember you. You even wanted it. It's like when you go shopping, oh, I've got to have this, I've got to have that. But, you know, you don't buy it, and a month later you forgot you even wanted it. See? And we go through, we go through many emotions too. We go through real circumstances, true and accurate sorrows. We go through blame, anger, jealousy, rage, hostility, and self-pity and accusations at God and maybe others. Then we may try to take matters into our own hands to resolve the issue. 
We may then find ourselves trying to run through God's invisible wall, which he has placed around our lives as he has truly hemmed us into his perfect plan. You know, if I look at the hem of my shirt, it's, it's a very narrow place, isn't it? But he's got a perfect plan. He doesn't want you to miss it. So the circle in the faith map is real. The circle is accurate. This circle can make you feel crazy going running around, blame, anger, hate, whatever. Just go back to God. Go back to love and give him the time. So we, we all need to get back to his word, and then you will come home to, to love, hope, faith, sanity, and confidence in God, which brings peace. Peace, not chaos. Peace. And we must stay in the faith to experience joy in the waiting time. We know that God is perfect. Deuteronomy 32, 4 tells us so. And we know that God's word will be tried as 2 Samuel 22, 31 and Psalm 18, 30 tell us. And we realize that God will try our hearts. Proverbs 17, 3 and Daniel 12, 10. We can see Abraham's example of testing. Hebrews 11, 17 through 19. We know that God's maturing all believers into his image, Genesis 1, 26 through 27, Ephesians 4, 11 through 15. And with the maturation process from children to young men to fathers comes many situations that will try and stretch us. This is called growing. We know that God will try us and he will stretch us. And God is growing us by allowing things to come to an end so that he can step in to give us the promise. It's amazing. God is amazing. And, and you know, it's uh, you never know what to expect. It's kind of like a surprise is waiting or a different shift is coming or, you know, a different realm. And uh, God is exciting to live with because you never know when he's going to pull out something very special for you. But sometimes the process can be scary and painful and feel uneasy and unnatural. But press into God, press into his word. He cannot fail. And God will continue to convert you while you're growing. Because God uh, God is love and God is integrous and all he wants is good for you. So we need to remember all the promises are for us. All God's promises are in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 2.20 states that, For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, and to the glory of God by us. Now, God brings his promises to pass in our life in several ways. One is instant miracles. We can read about the woman with the issue of blood as in Mark 5.25-34. through 34. We can read about process miracles. Joshua 6, 1, 27. It's where God told Joshua what to do and to march around Jericho seven times, specific, and then the walls would come down. We can read about miracles that take years, as we talked about with Abraham, Hebrews 6, 13 through 15. We can also read about Joseph, Psalm 105, 17 through 19. In Genesis 41, 1 through 57. Joseph waited and waited for his time to come to pass. And so let's just be patient with God. Let us return to God's love. Let us return to God's time. Let us return to truth, the Bible. Let us give up 
anxiety, stress. Let us give up trying to push and force our way, our time, okay? And surrender to God and surrender to God's love for your life. And the Lord will direct our paths. He's pure and per perfect. And we know that God cannot fail. I want to give you a few great scriptures to read and meditate on during your faith journey. You ready? Numbers 23, 19. Hebrews 6, 13 through 19. Hebrews 6, 12. Luke 1, 37. It's one of my favorites. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. James 5, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. He has great plans for you. Isaiah 1, 19. Leviticus 26, 1 through 46. And it continues on here to Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 68. And then Romans 8, 28. I love Romans 8, 28. It says, and we know that all things that happen to us work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And his purpose for you is that you are his son and daughter, that you are transformed into the image of Christ, that you inherit all good things upon the earth, and that you inherit eternal life with glory and amazing great reward. Enjoy God. Good night. Aleron International Ministries Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Rialoron today at www.rialoron.org.